0: What's going on, guys? Zane here with Everything Vive. I want to welcome you back for another episode. I am joined by Ronnie. Ronnie, how you doing, man?
1: I'm doing good. It's been a long week, but we're here. We're ready to talk about some VR. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, it has been a, uh, a long week, even though we're only halfway through. But um, yeah, you know what? VR has been the only thing that's been keeping me sane. A lot of games that I've been playing actually every night this week so far and uh, even over the weekend. So Uh, Lots for us to discuss, but before we do that, a couple quick things. Uh, First of all, we are giving away a STEAM gift card at the beginning of every month. We're actually going to start in May, so thank you to all of you guys who have uh, submitted already. And the way that you can do that is by uh, just supporting us on iTunes and leaving a review, letting us know how we're doing, helping the podcast grow there. And so, um, yeah, all you got to do, leave a review Take a screenshot of it, send it over to contact at everythingvive.com and uh, we will get you entered in. And like I said, I believe next week is man. Next week is May already, isn't it?
1: It's crazy. I know
0: oh I had- God, this year's just flying by. But yes, so next, next with next week being May, we will announce the winners in next week's episode. So make sure you guys get entered in. There are people in already. So uh, yeah, we just want and and it never expires. So once you once you're in, you know, like I said, we'll be announcing it at the beginning of every uh, every month, and it'll be a twenty dollars Steam gift card, hopefully to get a game that we've talked about here, or uh, maybe one that uh, you don't already own yet. So. Uh, well, actually, that would, of course, you wouldn't already own it. Oh, gosh! All right, it's been a long week. Let's <laughs> let's let's just jump into it, shall we? Yeah.
1: Before you say anything else. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, so we're gonna start off with news, um, and not too much, not too many like news specific items. I feel like we're gonna mainly focus on a couple of well, not specifically games, but uh, I guess games and studios. Uh, so the first one that we'll chat about is Star Trek Bridge Crew, and mm-hmm. uh, this is coming out May thirtieth, so just a little bit over a month away. And yep. I, I think the what everybody's really excited about is the multiplayer aspect, and it's it's not just going to be the multiplayer aspect in in terms of you know there's four I think there's four different. Like positions that that you can be one of four different positions, and you play in a co-op team environment to help kind of run. Uh, I mean, I guess the the ship and everything. But what's really exciting is the fact that it's going to be cross-platform across not just HTC Vive and Oculus Rift, but PSVR.
1: Yeah, uh, and, and I and I mean,
0: yeah, go ahead. I think
1: yeah. This I mean, in general, Star Trek Bridge Crew has had a lot of hype built up you know, over the last several months. A lot of people have been kind of trying it out now, it seems, um, in recent times. They've been showing off some demos, trying to get, you know, full crews together uh, to be able to kind of show off what the game is all about. Um, But really, I mean, there's just been a lot of excitement around the game. And so I think this is one of those ones that you're going to want to pick up probably close to launch, potentially. Because if everyone, I mean, it's always helpful when a game's cross-platform, like you mentioned, I mean, this is probably one of the biggest, you know, highest-profile uh, games to launch cross-platform that that we've seen, really, especially including PlayStation VR. So that's that's super exciting. Um, but at the same time, you know, all these games, people kind of move from game to game to game. So so it, it does seem like you know people should you know if you're interested in Star Trek, if you like uh, co-op experiences where you know everyone kind of is serving their own role and 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 you know it's you know having to work together to solve to solve you know problems and situations and whatnot then i think i think you'll be best served by trying a uh, star trek bridge crew as as you know on day 1 like picking it up and and obviously you know you can wait a, a couple of days just to see what people are saying about about it to to make sure it's worth your dollar but Everything that I've seen of people trying it out, I mean, uh, like like Zane was saying, I, I guess I, I think there's four main there's four main positions that you can be. I know two of them at least. One of them would be, you know, the the captain. Actually, like there's there's one position, and and I haven't played it. I'm not a huge Star Trek fan, so uh, you know, please excuse me if I don't use the <laughs> correct the correct language here. But I mean, one person basically pilots the ship another person is in charge of, you know, weapons and whatnot. And and I don't know what else, but I don't know what the other two would be necessarily, but I know at least those are two of them and and they're very different. So, I mean, there's, there's legitimate, you know, training missions that each position uh, has to go through in order to really be prepared to go on a mission. And then everybody kind of has like a, like an, like a, a, an iPad-like display in front of them like you would in a futuristic ship, let's say, and they're able to, you know, toggle switches and kind of, you know, do the types of things that that person in that position would have to do. And when everyone's doing what they should be together, then you're going to have a successful mission. And it it just sounds like a lot of fun. and And I think there were some people worried that, well, what if, you know, we don't have a full crew, you know, would you still be able to play? And it sounds like they've been showing off, uh situations where where it's just like two player two two people working together rather than the full crew and and that sounds like it was working well and and just a lot of really you know a lot of excitement around it so like i said i'm not a huge star trek fan but at the same time i mean how can you not kind of be you know geared in at least a little bit on the pop culture side of uh, you know, knowing, you know, you know, you picture like John Luke Picard and all these other, uh, you know, popular uh, characters from the Star Trek universe kind of helming their ships and, and, you know, all of that sort of thing. And so like, even if you're not a Star Trek fan, you kind of have a, have a sense of what it might be like to, to work together as a crew on one of these ships. So uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. And, and it seems like, Ubisoft is really putting a lot of emphasis towards it um, these next few weeks until it until it comes out in late May. So,
0: yeah, I mean, I, so I'll, I'll admit, same as you, like I'm not the biggest Star Trek fan. Although I I do love the the recent movies that have come out. Uh, yeah, think, no. I think same. the the movies and the and the TV series, uh, you know, the original was a little bit before my time. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, the new stuff that has come out, I definitely am a big fan of it, and uh, you know where they're going with it. Um, Star
1: Trek's always been one of those things for me that I think I would really like in concept. I've just never actually said, like it seems very intimidating. Like, like you said,
0: have you watched the new movies though?
1: I've watched the new movies and I really like the new. Oh movies. yeah. Okay. Well, but I mean, like that's the, the same new, level yeah. I'm at. Yeah. So, but like the, but so, but so what I'm saying is though, like I've always kind of wanted to, I have a feeling that if I were to go back and like, it, that's, You know, being very generous in terms of like where, where would I find the time to kind of go back and watch? You know, that. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if I'd ever go back and watch
0: the the series. Yeah. Well, the the point I was trying to make is that you know whether you you've watched the older series or you know maybe you're uh, younger and have only seen the newer uh, Mm -hmm. trilogy that has come out, I I think that you know at least people will have somewhat of an idea in terms of okay, like I see how the. kind of broken down in the ship there's the captain in one section and then you have like all these other people that you don't really know what, what necessarily what, <laughs> what they're doing but now you'll have to now you'll have to know to to understand like the different positions but you know that'll all be part of the game and um I, I think the most important aspect of this is going to be the fact that uh, it's going to be available... I'm sorry, the cross-platform with PSVR is going to be available because, I mean, yep. there's, what, twice as many PSVRs out there as Vibes? Yeah. At least, you know, at, of the last time the numbers were kind of thrown out there. And then, mm-hmm. and then you add on top of that all of the Oculus users. And, you know, let's let's go back maybe like six months or so, um, maybe a little bit further back. But, you know, what was killing a lot of these multiplayer games? And it was really just the player base or the lack thereof of, of a player yep. base. And, you know, because VR was such a small community at the time and and very separated um, in, in the sense that there was only, you know, you could only play with Vive players and Oculus can only play with Oculus players until mm-hmm. games like, uh, you know, remember when Rec Room came out, I think towards the end of the year where they uh, where they were able to go cross-platform and all of a sudden cross-platform became like this really big thing because mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's just like, okay, every time you log on, you don't just have to rely on people who own Vives, you know, now, yep. now you can... Have Oculus users as well, and so you know with a game as big as this, you know Ubisoft is—they're not—they're not, they're not any developer. They—they've been around for a while. They, you know they're—they're going to come out with some high quality stuff, and the fact that it's going to be cross-platform, you know, between all three of these. So basically, anybody yeah. who has a VR headset. Um, or at least you know so this to this level of a VR headset. Uh, well, that, and I, thats exciting to me. So whether or not I'm into yeah. Star Trek or not, like that's going to be a game that I—I th- I feel like is going to have a lot of hype and buzz, and a lot of people are yep. going to be playing it. Uh, so yep. you know, I want to make sure that I'm going to be checking it out too.
1: Yeah, and I mean, one of the coolest parts about it, I think, is not only is it going to be multi-platform, but it's coming in as with as much hype as it is, and it's going to be multi-platform from day one. And I think that's key because I mean, at this point, we do have some multiplat. I'm I'm trying to think off the top of my head whether I am not sure if whether a lot of our big titles on the PC side of things have really made their way over to PlayStation VR cross platform as well. Like I, I'm sure there are some. Like it, it sounds like there's some other Ubisoft games, for example, that that are like uh, that that do offer that, but they're not. The same type of hugely hyped, and I and I don't think that they released day one on with cross platform support, and so I think that's really like you look at like an Eve Valkyrie for example, it it came out on Oculus, people really enjoyed it, um, but the player count wasn't really quite there, and eventually it came out on on the Vive, and I and I I would have to imagine it did pretty well, but can you imagine how well it would have been if it was on both platforms day one day one people would have been hyped and would have all been and you would have had that large player base i mean and and that's even talking about the early days of these headsets we're talking much larger install bases now but just the idea that you know i would say in those first two three four weeks people really get into into a new game that's just like, you know, everyone's talking about it on Reddit, everybody's excited about it, everybody wants to play. That's really the time when then when people are really gonna get hooked on something. And if you if you spread it out and you know, offer it on one platform and then three or four months later release it on another platform and eventually add in, you know, cross platform support and all that, like by the time you do all of that, I feel like some of that hype and excitement and newness of the of the, of the experiences died away and you don't get that full. So I, am just really curious to see, you know, if, if Star Trek bridge crew is as good as I think a lot of people are hoping it's going to be, if it lives up to that, I'm kind of curious to see, you know, exactly how much, how many people are going to be in there playing and how easy it'll be to, to find, to, to find, to, you know, assemble full crews and all that kind of stuff. It, it'll be It'll be exciting,
0: you know. So yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, that's actually the point that I was going to make next, which you just covered on. It's just it's going to be fresh for everyone at the same exact time, and I, I think yeah. this is going to be the first time at least that there's like a, a major release like this that people are are really anticipating and looking forward to. So uh, I mean, I'm I'm part of the group, man. I'm part of the the people who are excited and ready to see this game. May thirtieth is going to be here, you know, sooner rather than later. So. <laughs> uh, I haven't had a chance to check out any of the videos yet and I I, I kind of go back and forth because like I love checking out you know gameplay videos and I know that we post a lot but at the same time like sometimes there's that element of surprise when you first go mm-hmm. into a game you know what I mean um yep and so it's that yeah
1: some of the games that I think we're gonna talk about today like I, I haven't played your game obviously but um, like I know the game I play that I'm gonna be talking about yeah it's one of those ones where I think most of the the best aspects of it you get from experiencing fresh for the first time, and so i'm I'm kind of with you on that in terms of you know especially when some of these experiences aren't super long, it's sometimes nice to kind of keep it as a surprise until you experience it firsthand, yeah, so
0: well, I mean we'll uh we'll keep reporting on it if there's any other updates, but that's that um, for Star Trek Bridge Crew. Uh, we got one other news item. I don't know if you want to take the the lead on this. Uh, I think well, you're you're probably yeah. probably better suited to take the lead on it because oh, um, that's fine. But yeah, go ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, Cliff Blazinski. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people out there listening will know who he is. Some probably won't, but they'll probably be familiar with a lot of the games that he w- was involved with over the years. Uh, Cliff Blazinski started his uh his game development career as far as i know at epic. i i think he was he was one of the i don't know if he was one of the co-founders but he was definitely one of the earliest uh earliest uh members of of epic uh back in the jazz Jackrabbit days and like i mean we're talking you know pc games back in the in the early 90s probably. but you know he yeah he was with the company worked on unreal then He was kind of the face, uh, you know, behind Gears of War, Um, that whole franchise, a lot of it, even though obviously there were tons and tons of people working on it, he was kind of the media face that a lot of people would see um, in connection with Gears of War. And kind of after having his huge success and and all of that as as a designer there, um, he kind of stepped away and, and... Left Epic Games. It was around the time I think that they had sold a big portion of their company. Uh, you know, I think it's Tencent is the name of the company that they had sold part of it to. But there was just, you know, some stuff going on. And he decided to to, to take a break. And eventually he founded his own uh, new studio called Boss Key Games. And as far as I know, I think they've only released it, one major product. I'm not 100% sure. It was a you know, a game kind of similar in some ways to Unreal as far as, you know, it's a... I, my understanding is it's kind of like a... Um, it's an online shoot competitive shooter that's kind of arena-based and and that sort of thing. Could be wrong, whatever. The point is kind of giving you some of his backstory and then to, to let everybody know to get excited that, you know, Cliff Lazinski at a talk recently mentioned that they're basically in, in the stages of trying to get investment funding for a full VR game. And so at this point, I mean, he didn't mention the platforms that he would be working. I would assume it would be all major PC platforms, um, at the very least. Not a whole lot of details were given about exactly what type of game it's going to be. Uh, he did allude to the fact that this isn't going to be a short, you know, kind of tech demo type of experience that they're really wanting to develop a full-fledged VR game with all the bells and whistles. He focused a little bit on the fact that he thinks, you know, unreal engine four would be the way that they'd want to go. And not just because he had worked at Epic previously, but because really, you know, all it's all of those little things that graphically make you feel like you're really there, that the unreal engine four can provide kind of above and beyond on. And so he, he talked a little bit about some of that and just more or less said, hey, like, you know, trying to get funding on this and and kind of talked in general about, uh, I think, probably some issues he has with with people kind of um, having having poor experiences with other VR titles, getting sick and those types of things. I mean, some of it made me wonder if he's tried some of the amazing stuff out there on on the vibe just because. I
0: mean, he has to have, right? There's, yeah, yeah. There's like no way that he. No, has exactly.
1: It. So no, but I'm I'm just saying that to say that the, I personally think that there's quite a bit out there that does a great job at at you know keeping. But if hey, if 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 obviously a developer of his of his uh, stature is saying that hey, I think we could do better, then I'd love to see that that product you know come to market. So. So any way you look at it, any way you shake it, I think it's exciting to have a guy like Cliff Blazinski, you know, work on, on a VR project. Um, And yeah, so we'll, we'll kind of wait to see and, 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 you know, report on further developments as, as they come out. But it is definitely worth mentioning because he is such a big name and he's been behind a lot of big products in the past that have been very influential in both console and PC gaming,
0: so. Now, my only question about this, I mean, okay, so it is exciting, but even though <clears throat> even though it's still relatively hypothetical. Of course. Um,
1: yeah, I agree. But at the
0: same time, but let's just say he's already got an idea on mine and whatever, like, the, I, you know, at least from what I've heard, it seems like it takes a lot of these, you know, quote-unquote full games on consoles a couple of years to develop. Um, so you know, I can only assume that VR would take roughly the same amount of time for him, if not more. Um, so, I mean, like I said, it's, it's cool that, you know, there's awesome people like him working on stuff like this, but at the same time, um, you know i guess it's just more so of the the long play with this it's it's, it's not something we're necessarily going to see in the next 6 to 12 months um, no you're
1: you're right that's a good point so so
0: i like i said i mean it's still it's still really cool to see more and more people getting into the vr space because i mean that's exactly what you want right i mean you this guy was a legend at epic games um and uh, sorry, it was a legend at Epics, and it, so yeah. it, you know what I mean. Um, sorry, I have lost my train of thought. But my my oh, po- yeah. my point being that um, you know we just want to see more and more people, especially the people who have such clout in the gaming industry, getting into VR gaming, not necessarily gaming, but just into VR and AR in general.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agreed, and that's and point well well said. I mean, a lot of this stuff is kind of a a wait and see kind of long haul game, and and and, and really, I mean there's so much out there of kind of hyperbole and high talk about what these types of experiences may be sometime in the future or whatever. I mean, at the very least we know that we have a lot of great stuff now as well. So, Gotcha.
0: Um, all right. Well, that's, that's all I really have for news. I don't know about you. You have anything else?
1: Yeah, no, I think, uh, I think, you know, we, there's been a lot of pretty decently high profile releases lately. And I mean, today we have a couple to talk about. I feel like I'm I'm just backlogged in terms of the types of the the games that I that I have on my list to play right now. So
0: I I feel the same way. I mean, I mean, it's again, I, I we're we're complaining about good problems, but I feel like every time I go in, there's always something new to try. Yeah, um, and it's just. And like, I think
1: it, I think the experiences are getting more involved as well. Like I, I feel mm-hmm. like it was a little bit easier before to be able to you know kind of just put in an hour or two and and feel like you had you know a a good grasp on something whereas we're seeing more and more titles now that that I feel like deserve you know more and more of our, of your time in order to really get good impressions so
0: nope i agree well let's uh let's jump into game talk then uh let's flip a coin you want to go first or second hmm let i'll go
1: first actually okay go ahead i usually i usually go second i think so this time I'll go first just because I'm trying to, this game is actually kind of a hard one for me to talk about because I, like, I've been wanting to play this game for quite a while and I felt like my impressions were kind of a little bit all over the place. So, Well, um, let's,
0: let's start from the beginning. I mean, okay, so the game that we're going to talk about for you is, uh, Batman, the Arkham VR yep. game. Yep. Um, I mean I want to get like from the from the ground up. Well what were your expectations? What were your impressions and did they meet yeah. somewhere uh you know what was it was it good? I, I I don't know.
1: Just Yeah, no. So it's it's actually really interesting. So I guess so I mean as a lot of our listeners will probably already know um Batman Arkham VR was one of the launch titles for the PlayStation VR when it came out. Uh, you know, in late 2016. So I think PlayStation VR came out in October of 2016, and Batman VR, Arkham VR was, you know, a launch title. And I was really jealous of people that had PlayStation VR setups at the time, because there were a few titles here and there. While we had gotten to enjoy, you know, our high-end HTC Vive kit for (laughs) quite a while already... You know, there were a few ga- titles here and there that I was like, man, why won't they just release those on the PC? You had titles like Batman. You had titles like like Rez that I still haven't really had a chance to play yet. And just a couple of games here and there um, that that sounded really cool, um, but, you know, we didn't have access to. So when I heard that Batman Arkham VR was coming to the HTC Vive, I was really excited. and And that isn't to say, I mean, I had heard... I had already gotten impressions from people about what they thought Batman was like on the PlayStation VR. So, my expectations going into playing it for the Vive were a bit tempered compared to early on. But I still think I had pretty high expectations, to be honest, because I just, there's something about having, you know, an experience, like a franchise experience with a character in a world and an atmosphere that you really know that is super exciting to me. And and I mean we we play in a lot of these generic, you know, kind of environments with different games that don't necessarily always have, you know, the ability to link themselves to huge franchises like Batman. And so there's just something inherently cool about feeling like this is an authentic experience that you know you're going to actually be in the shoes of this character and be in this world, and it's not something that you get to you get to do every every time you jump into a VR game. So, so I mean, and I and I and I I was familiar with the Arkham games. Um, I played most of those on PC, and I really enjoyed them. And I I thought especially when I played uh, the earlier titles that they were graphically amazing, and you know I, I really liked what they did with its various characters, um, all of the great Batman villains. And so I was just interested to see all of that in VR. Um, so now on to, I guess, my experiences. And I don't want to, I'm not going to spoil Batman Arkham VR for, for listeners. So if you're listening and you're kind of worried about whether or not you should continue to listen, I'm going to do my best to, to stay away from anything that would kind of ruin your experience in any way or kind of tell you narratively what's, what's going to happen. Cause there are a few things in this game, uh, that are kind of spoiler worthy. Um, so I'm not gonna, I'm not really gonna, I'm going to try my best to stay away from those. Um, but yeah, so I guess my first just general thoughts on being in the game is that you could kind of, you could really tell that it was made, for a system that wasn't as robust, a VR system that it wasn't as robust as as the Vive, and I say that because in general I always get kind of disappointed with games that don't let you, don't allow you to fully explore environments, and games that kind of punish you for trying to walk outside of the boundaries that they set for you. And I know that there's gameplay reasons for why sometimes, uh, you know, developers would be forced to kind of limit people from walking through walls and that sort of thing but still it it's a very game breaking thing for me personally to feel like i'm kind of stuck in a little in a little square a little bubble and early on the game was kind of giving me some vibes like that like anytime i i tried to kind of walk around within the play area some you know it would fade to black if i got too close to an object and say that I I needed to step back or you know just in general and 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 well I, and that's I have just a quick
0: question about that f- before you go yeah. on though because I know yeah. that this originally came out for PSVR which isn't really set up for room scale so how did yeah. that how did that translate over to the vibe which obviously is but that's what superior I'm guessing. for room scale were you able to, like turn around or
1: yeah you can turn around so that stuff I mean I still think ultimately like. Like, I mean, especially going from messing around with games in the Oculus to playing with the Vive, I don't think there's any comparison, really. I mean, any game, even games that are designed mostly just for forward-facing experiences, I still think are better with better... they're, They're much more fluid... And easy to play, I think, with a full room scale setup, just because you don't have to worry about turning around. Like, I think, I think my experience has been with games that don't really do a good job of supporting room scale. The main benefit you get is is being able to go turn around in full three hundred and sixty, and not have to worry about losing tracking or or your screen going black or whatnot. So that's so that's one advantage. So like in in Batman, you can totally turn around completely and it's fine it won't lose tracking you can walk around a little tiny bit but it's just you can tell the environments were created in a way to where they were very small and narrow so that there just isn't a whole lot of of room for you to actually move in in general and then anytime you get near an object it kind of artificially like they'll they'll put you know cages or or grates or something that's kind of close to your periphery that kind of locks you off a bit and if you kind of move your head through those bars to kind of get a better view of something rather than kind of letting you get away with it a little bit they instead just you know start fading to black and say and it basically ruins the you know it forces you to basically stay put so again i mean i guess to some extent that makes it a little bit more real. Like, they want you to stick in one place. But on the other side, it just felt very claustrophobic. And I never felt like... Like, the one thing that I can say that really disappointed me is that while there are definitely times where I felt like I was Batman, most of those times were actually where I could see myself as Batman. Like, they'll show you mirrors, and you can kind of you know messer like move your arms and stuff and look around and and see yourself as batman. And those were cool. But I think because of how much they la- they they limit the amount of movements you're able to do, I didn't feel very empowered. Like Batman is a very quick kind of, you know, he's a he's a very quick moving agile ninja like figure, right? So yeah, it feels well, I mean, weird.
0: And this, this might be Spoilerish, so feel free not to respond directly to it. But I mean, were there any combat situations that you were in?
1: You know, not not really. Like everything is very. I mean, they do give you, I, and and I don't think this is spoilery, at least as far as I'm concerned. I mean, they give you like a couple. Like you have you have a couple of gadgets. Um, I, I won't get into too much on what they are. I mean, one's a. I guess why not? One's a scanner, and one's basically your batarang. And then the other, then you have the, what's it called? The, uh, oh, come on. I know it's, it's, it's basically the gun that shoots out the, the, the grappling hook. Oh so, yeah. yeah okay. It's a grappling, grappling gun or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You have a, you have that, but like even, even the, the vague concept of having a grappling gun, you would think like, oh, that'll be great. You could grab all sorts of objects and bring them to you and you can move around environments using the grappling gun. You can't do any of those things really. Like most of, like there isn't a lot of interactivity in this title in general. So there's a lot of situations where I felt like I wanted to interact with something or I wanted to, and there just wasn't anything there to do. And so I don't know if it was them just not having a lot of time to implement systems or if they legitimately were worried that they would make people sick or like, it seems like they really scared, they really shied away from any type of really strong movements or, even real teleportations like the only though there are certain situations where you're able to move around in environments in a very limited fashion and in those situations there's usually like three or four spots in a room that you can teleport to and that's it so you they're fixed locations and you can move there and when you move there you just it doesn't even feel like you're like i just and to some extent i feel like this game just hasn't didn't really get a chance to learn lessons from a lot of the other games that have came out on the Vive and, and other in other VR systems since. Like like Raw Data, for example, has a great movement you know teleportation system. Well, I mean,
0: keep in mind that it wasn't really originally designed for the Vive, and I, I no. wonder, I wonder if but there like, was not much uh, you know may, maybe they didn't want to change as much when the um, the exclusivity finally ran out, and it was more so like, okay, well, let's just take the gameplay and adjust it so that Vive Controls can be used.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Don't get me wrong. Like, for sure, this is a part of the PlayStation VR game. Like, I have no qualms about that. But, I mean, if if these are the types of limitations that people with PlayStation uh, VR, you know, setups have to deal with due to the hardware, then that's a very sad state of affairs, I think. Because, and and I'm not trying to be a complete downer, because actually, there are some things... Like early on, I'm giving these negative kind of impressions of, of, <laughs> I was, of the things. I was just
0: going to say, man, you sound so down giving this review. Uh, it sounds yeah. like it was really disappointing for you.
1: It was in, in, in some ways. In some ways, it was the opposite. So, so that's what – so like if I could – because I don't want to go on and on and on. Like there's so many like specific things I think that I could point, point to and say, man, like that's, that sucks or that's, that's disappointing. I mean, I'd say the biggest takeaway is that some of the things that that you would be most excited to do in VR as Batman are not in this game, like most of them. And and I heard people talk about, oh, but you get the detective side of Batman in the game, and that's really cool. And that's, like, I didn't even really super feel like like I was truly getting, like, there were a couple of moments where I felt like that. But in general, I felt like, the VR mechanics in this game were rather weak. Most of the time they were very kind of kitschy and just, Oh, like in VR, you can push a button with your hand. So let me push this button with my hand or let me like, it was just very like kind of elementary in terms of, and nothing had real, real depth to it. There's not a whole lot of like the world as, as gorgeous as it is in that game. Like it looks great. You know, it it just doesn't. It didn't interact. Like I didn't feel like I had a big impact on the world. I couldn't interact with really any object. Like it was very very limited in terms of you can interact with this one thing, and there could be ten things in the room that look exactly like it, but I can't touch those other things. I can just touch this one thing, and like it's it, it, that kind of stuff just kind of bummed me out. But and and then oh and then and the other thing I should mention because I did want to bring this up was that. You know, I was really excited to see kind of a triple A graphical type of experience in VR. To kind of, you know, there are some of those types of games, but really, like this is a console or or PC level title that had a lot of polish, high quality models, great animation, all that. I wanted to see what that would would be like in in uh, VR and. I'd say it mostly lived up to my expectations on that front. I mean, the character models are great. Like I said, the animations are kind of a step above what most titles you would find um, on, you know, on in, in on Steam right now for the Vive. Um, but then it doesn't look quite as good or as real as you remember it in the game. Like playing just the game with a controller on a flat TV. Like, I think there's something about being in it and seeing it in scale and close up that kind of, you know, brings out kind of the worst qualities about that some of that type of art. So, like, things just look a little bit faker, I think, when they're blown up and when you can see them more clearly. So, like, like some of the things like the Batmobile or the... Like, those things looked cool, but they didn't look... Quite as real in VR as I would have wanted them to, so that that was kind of some bummer stuff. Whatever, but then they actually did a really interesting job with the story, and I thought I thought some of the stuff near the end of the and I and I'm not going to spoil these things, but yeah, surprisingly, it was kind of there were some twists and turns, and the it was the narrative that actually kind of pulled it away for me at the end. And so, like the pulled first... Pulled away, meaning it got Like in a good way. Did, oh, yeah, it, it, okay. it got... Yeah, no, not pulled me away, like, out of the experience. Actually, quite the opposite. Like, it pulled me into the experience and really, you know, left me with a, a, a positive impression. Like, at the end of the day, I felt like it was definitely... Like, I enjoyed my time with the game. So, like, the first third of the game or so, and this isn't a very long game. I mean, you can probably finish it in a couple of hours, honestly, um, at least the the main portions of it. There are some things that that you're able to do kind of after the fact that add some replay value to it. But in general, there's not a whole lot as far as, like, length here. Um, but, yeah, the narrative is really strong. And I do think they, they use VR, like, in a, in a clever way near the end and several clever ways near the end that kind of make it much more impactful than it would have been if it was just like a 2d, like most of this stuff would be, would, would be a lot less effective if you were just playing a normal game versus VR. So, so that said, like by the end, it kind of made up for it. And ultimately I actually think, I mean, if you're, if you're really into Batman and you're excited about this game, like if you're someone that's kind of like me, I mean I'm not the hugest Batman fan, but but I am I'm a decent Batman fan. I, I love comics in general, and I really like the Arkham games. And I've really waited for some of these bigger franchises to come to virtual reality, and I haven't gotten a chance to experience them on other platforms. And so for that reason, I mean I picked up the game for for twenty bucks, and while they're I mean. A, couple of hours of gameplay is probably not an amazing value for twenty bucks. I do think that there's some genuinely cool moments in this and I think you'll really enjoy it if you like Batman. Like you'll yes, if you've played a ton of Vive games, there's gonna be moments in this game that are kind of frustrating for you. I, I still felt like even the way that they kind of place your fists on the Vive controllers, like you know how you know how in different games your controllers become different objects, whatever. Yep, yep. It felt a little off to me how they had the Vive controllers be Batman's hands. It's just uh, like I said, some I, you know, it seemed like maybe it would work a little bit better with an Oculus Touch controller. I'm not sure, but it just felt like it was just a little off. And that I mean, really have you ki- played
0: other games where you have hands in the Vive? Yeah, Vive I mean,
1: ones? L- I I don't yeah, feel like l- that's
0: ever been an issue for me.
1: No, it hasn't. It, it hasn't really been much of an issue. Like, like when I think of raw data and other games where it's kind of similar, um, I feel like those it, those games kind of handle it a little bit better. Like, I, I'm just saying that there's little things here and there that you can kind of tell. Okay, like this wasn't designed for the Vive, and you know, this is someone doing the best that they can to kind of, you know, kind of graft it onto the Vive, so to speak. Um, so there was a couple, There's some moments like that. And in general, you know, there's a lot of individual systems in this game that are kind of like systems from other VR games you may have played. And some of those VR games are going to have better mechanics; they're going to do that stuff better. And I still think that there's room for a true Batman VR game. Like, I think if if you were to incorporate like movement from a game like Sirento, for example. And, and uh, you know, yeah, I mean, all the movement. I really, Sirento, I think, it's a lot of that stuff right. With the narrative aspects of this game and the presentation and, you know, little bits of, of, of different things here and there from other titles, um, I think you could have something amazing. Like, I think Batman in VR is an amazing concept that would be super fun. I just don't think that this game really fully goes where it needs to. But like I said, but that said, if you are, if you are at all interested in playing it and you go into it, just knowing that this is going to be more of kind of a, you know, a short narrative experience and that's what you're going to get out of it more so than, you know, just having fun with the game gameplay mechanics. Then I, then I don't think you're going to be too disappointed. So, so that's kind of my, you know, I'm, Trying my best to temper, I think, people's expectations, but I don't want that to over. I mean, to 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 be an to be overly burdensome on the fact that, like, at the end of the day, I finished it. I said, "Oh, okay, that was, you know, it was kind of a bummer at first, but it found its way, and ultimately, I I enjoyed my experience." So, so this might be one if you're if you're hugely interested in Batman it might be something you just pick up just know that you know it's not going to be mind blowing as far as the mechanics go or if you're pretty interested and those things seem like a deterrent to you you know put it on your wish list and wait till it goes on sale i'm sure just like all the other arkham games and you know tons of games that are you know released by these bigger publishers they 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 go on sale at least in my experience it seems more often than some of the smaller indie games so so just keep an eye open for it and if you ever see it on a really good sale pick it up and and i think you'll have a good time cool
0: well now that you've given a full thorough review um let's get a nice superficial number let's just say something (laughs) something out of 10 where would you rate it for your experience
1: hmm something out of 10 that's a my, you know, my gut told me, and I'm going to, I'll admit go, that go, if go with I were gut. to be here, yeah, if I, if I, I'll admit that I'm kind of a little bit harsh, uh, I feel like, cause I want to, I want to say it's a seven probably around oh, a seven. Okay. Well,
0: seven isn't as harsh as I thought. thought no, no, be. no. Cause
1: no, cause I, I think it's like, I, yeah, I, I think it's like, you know, between a six and a seven, like maybe between a 6.5 and a 7.5. Somewhere around there, because because there's moments where I think it's super great, and then there's moments that are kind of really disappointing. So I think I think in that range is probably if I had to assign a number, what I would give it.
0: Gotcha. So so I'll be honest. I um a long time oh, I don't want to say a long time ago, but when the game first came out for PSVR, I actually watched a gameplay video of it, and I, I'm pretty sure I watched. All the way through to the end, I can't remember at this point, but the ending does sound mm. like. I, know, I remember you mentioned there's some some narrative stuff that happens at the end. Um, so, I, which which is kind of ring, ringing a bell now. But I, I completely understand where you're coming from. I, I, of course, you know, not being in the game is completely different than watching it on a screen. But yeah, uh, I, I get what you're saying in terms of you know you, you don't feel like. Batman especially not the action-packed Batman that we've been seeing in pop culture recently you know obviously Batman is supposed to be the world's greatest detective um, in you know from a comic book sense and I I feel like you really do get to explore that uh, in in this game but in terms Mm -hmm. of having you know like what you're saying the the overall Batman feel I, I can definitely see where you're coming from just because looking at the gameplay You know, I I know I'd asked you questions earlier, but uh, I'm I'm really trying to think back now to what I remember seeing. And uh, yeah, I I mean, it just makes sense that there's room for so much more. Uh, So I just want to kind of second that fact or not that fact, that comment that you made uh, and that, you know, hopefully, hopefully there'll be a, you know, a full length Batman game that comes out at some point that really does take advantage of room scale the way that it should be, especially for the Vive
1: yeah, no, I I really hope that, and yeah, th- not to say, yeah, I there's some glimmers here and there of like, I mean, if you like I said, if you were to take some of the things that have been done really well in VR since this game came out, like uh, all of these great movement systems, and just really be less afraid to kind of show, like I, I think anything involving movement and action, they were just scared of, and that, and I don't know if they tried it and it just ended up making people sick or. And then they decided to take it out. Who knows? But it just really seemed like this was like the most conservative, kind of shy way that you could approach the character in VR. And I really hope that that we see more Batman and more superhero, just in general, uh, experiences that are actually a full, officially supported, come to the Vive and other platforms um, that. That take advantage of all of these innovations that you see in these other titles, because there's I so agree. many, there's there's a lot of great indie developers that are doing some amazing things with all these systems. That if you were to kind of combine them together and slap, you know, these kind of stories and characters and 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 atmospheres, you know, together, that you know they would just be incredible. It it would be so much fun. So I, I, mean, I, just I hope we.
0: Thinking back to uh, Richie's plank experience, that fire yeah. deck level,
1: yeah, I, I exactly. mean that
0: that mechanic, uh, they just did something fantastic. Every everybody that I show that, it's just like, oh my god, I feel like Superman or Iron Man or something. So, I, I mean, there's so much so much potential for you know a lot of the superhero genre. So I, I can't wait for the franchises to really take advantage of of it, like you're saying. Yep. Um, cool well let's uh, let's jump into game number two which will be my game uh, and this is another I guess high profile title that came out people were really excited about it and that is Rick and Morty uh, Virtual Rickality and <laughs> excuse me but um, yeah so I I don't know where to start with this it's it's fun um, it's a good game. And I think even if you're not a Rick and Morty fan, uh, there is a lot of value to it. And, okay, so the quick comparison is going to be the job simulator uh, made by the same people. And the uh, it's kind of opposite of what you mentioned with Batman in terms of how you interact with the environment. Um, and here you can interact with pretty much everything and the environment kind of mm-hmm. remains the same. Or not the same, but it's just like it reacts to you and just you know no, nothing respawns nothing disappears like <laughs> i was playing the game and by the end of the game there was just a mess on the floor everywhere <laughs> I, every time i didn't need something i would just discard it and all of a sudden like i just had this huge mess that i would have to clean up later but um it, the, the free-flowing nature of the game is one of its obvious strengths um the storyline aspect uh, is is probably up in the air. Uh, I would say that it's definitely a positive, um, mm. and I'm I, so, and I'm I'm talking about that specifically from just being neutral about it. You really have mm-hmm. to, if you enjoy Rick and Morty humor, you're gonna love the game. I, I, I think that's just like that's that at least that's my take on it. I, I love the show. I'm a big fan of it, and so something about like being in the house, being in the garage where the the show takes place, there's almost that surreal aspect to it. And then obviously seeing the characters uh, you know, kind of live and in your face speaking to you was uh, also another really cool effect. Um, but you know if if the humor is not what you're looking for, if the uh, I mean, It's it's gonna be weird. There's gonna be a lot of like random things that happen or need to happen. And again, like I said, for you don't necessarily need to be a fan of the show in order to Mm -hmm. appreciate it because I think it's you know at the end of the day a lot of it is really just like puzzle solving. Um, You know, you go through the game and it's it's not necessarily like escape the room, but it's a lot of puzzle solving uh, that you just kind of figure out uh, throughout the entire game, really. And then obviously you're being guided by the main characters, but Um, you know, on on the whole, that's, that's generally what it is. And, and, you know, the humor and the, um, custom uh, customization, I guess is the best word that I can come up with because you can literally do whatever you want. And I know a lot of that was born out of, uh, what made job simulator so popular when it came out with the Vive. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so yeah, those I would say are the main positives, uh, another one that I actually want to mention, which I, I'm, I'm not going to take credit for, I believe I saw somebody comment about it in uh, or on Reddit. And so it's it's not my comment, but I will definitely second it and uh, expound on it a little bit more. And that is the teleportation system that was used. Um, so for example, like the, the first part or first level of the game that you play is in the garage. Uh, and so the garage is kind of divided up into four different quadrants. And instead of being able to teleport... Anywhere that you want, uh, what you end up doing is teleport from quadrant to quadrant, and then that <clears throat> that makes full use of your room scale. And so, let's say you're standing at at the edge of one quadrant, and you teleport to the other quadrant, you're going to be in the same corresponding edge of that quadrant as well. Does that make sense?
1: Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So, uh, it's basically like moving, like kind of like in the lab, moving your your square from one place to another. But in no, here it's
0: but, like well, no? no 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 because the thing is that in the in the lab you can really move wherever you want. Um, yeah,
1: cuz you can you can kind of set where you want. You basically generate your own quadrant. Yeah, way.
0: exactly. So here the quadrants are, are predefined or and you can, yeah, you can just go from one to the other. But the thing is like to to me I, I don't know, but it just it made a good use of room scale in that sense because you know, I would Teleport to you can, a different yeah, quadrant, and then I have to walk over to the other side. I can't just teleport that everywhere. Makes, that uh, makes sense. So yeah. there's actually a lot of walking involved. There are a lot of cool, unique. Um, I don't. I don't want to give away too many things from from the game. I,
1: I have a question because this is this is stepping away a little bit from the actual like mechanics of the game. Yeah, go and ahead. And just in general, because I I'm not like, I it's it's not that I'm not a Rick and Morty fan. I just I never watched. I don't have cable. I just. I've never really watched a show before, right? And actually, one of my first kind of... My understanding is the the same people behind Rick and Morty were the people behind accounting, correct? Correct, yeah. All right, so so I didn't really have much experience with their with, with their stuff or their type of humor. And I know this is going to be mixed because I've heard some people not like accounting, not like some of those games, because they just didn't get it. They didn't think it was funny. They thought it was you know kind of weird and off-putting or whatever i thought accounting was great i <laughs> thought it was i thought it was hilarious oh uh, well,
0: yeah that's exactly what it is but sorry go ahead
1: yeah no so so i thought it was really funny and i just thought the weird quirkiness of of it like made it that much more like i don't know i wouldn't say compelling but more unique and endearing in a way yeah. and 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 so like i'm kind of curious like comparing Comparing this game, which is the more you know traditional Rick and Morty kind of labeled experience, versus accounting, which is kind of something that they just I guess came up with. I don't know what, what feels more like Rick and Morty. Like
0: the, who who are the creators again? Uh, Justin it- Roiland and Dan Harmon.
1: Okay, so yeah, so so what? Which where does where does this game? how does it feel like Rick and Morty? Is it just the characters or is it like, does does it feel like it gets it right? Kind of like accounting. Like to me, accounting felt very stylized, very like I could like just, I could tell this must be like their product because it just felt so much like someone's personal touch, you know?
0: Yeah. So uh, accounting... Well, OK, if I'm going to compare them directly to one another, accounting is definitely more random uh, just because I feel like there wasn't there wasn't necessarily like a storyline or anything behind it. Yeah, they had something there, but it was not related to the show at all. Um, yeah. And so I, th- I feel like that also allowed them just to just do whatever the hell that they wanted, really. Like, uh, yeah. it, you know, I'm not going to ruin accounting, but, you know, you kind of go through the different levels of VR and VR within VR type of thing. Um, and so, you know, each, each level could be unique and weird and different. And, you know, the, the humor there was still very much, um, Rick and Morty ish, uh, because the voices done were, were the same, uh, you know, people or person who does the voices on the show. Uh, So that, so in that way, it had that feel, it had that aura, had that vibe, uh, but it wasn't really like Rick and Morty. It just had that feel to it, and you could definitely tell that it was made by the same people, you know, from the voice, but then also just from, like, the humor and some of the vulgarity of the humor as well. Yeah. With, with Rick and Morty, I mean, the thing is, like, you start the game off in the house, and then you go to the garage, and the garage is actually one of the, the main, you know, focal points from the show because that's that's Rick's, like, office where he does all of his cool, crazy sci-fi stuff. So now mm. you, you get to do a lot of the things in his garage play with a lot of his tools his toys interact with characters from the show uh, so by default it's already going to be more um, it's already going to be more rick and morty ish uh, in, mm. in that in that way um, so
1: But does it does it feel at all geni- like like one of my concerns would be like you know the I'm trying to I'm trying to remember their their name but the the developers behind job simulator
0: um, Alchemy Labs right
1: yeah alchemy labs there you go um you know part of my like i like you not all developers you know get the feel of of a franchise that they're creating a game for like every other like sometimes they nail it sometimes they kind of get it sometimes they have get the superficial things but it doesn't like how how much do you think that they nailed rick and morty with this and how much like what what were your thoughts on that
0: I would say that they did a pretty good job. Um, you know, I'm not going to, now you're making me overthink it. Cause now I'm like, Oh, well maybe they could have done this, this and that. But <laughs> um, I, I would say that I, I feel like they did a pretty good job. The thing is, you know, what made accounting so great was also just it's, it's total randomness. Um, mm. You know, now, now the fact that you're asking me this question is it's interesting. Cause my mind is kind of turning and churning uh, exactly how I feel about the game. And it, you know, it's got the randomness of Rick and Morty, but it also is a little bit more mundane. Uh, just, mm. you know, because the thing is like, it has to stay within the bounds and the limits of the show. Uh, mm-hmm. And so even though the show can be totally random and a lot of the things that you do in the game, mimic the show uh, on the whole, you're still doing a lot of, I guess, more like mundane things um, mm. that are, you know, more like puzzle solving, escape the room type of um uh, gameplay mechanics you know what I mean okay (sighs) yeah Uh, I do so so in that way accounting is definitely more out there and uh I'm not gonna say that I I like accounting better than than this but you know for a free experience I think everybody should play accounting just make sure you don't don't do it with the kids around but (laughs) um or yeah whatever if if your kids can handle it but um (laughs) who who am I to tell you how to be a parent it's it's not it's not not my place so I'll just shut up but um but uh, where was where was I? So the the thing is like w- with this game, I, I feel like it does capture a really good sense of what the show is, and it really it's it's just being able to play with a lot of the toys from the show, seeing all of the Easter eggs in there, uh, interacting with a lot of the characters, and I'm not talking about. Um, uh, you know, main characters. I'm talking about like a lot of the side characters that appeared in like mm. only one episode, but like, you know, they're memorable. They left an impression yeah, and, and all of a that's sudden. That's fun. Yeah. So, that's so, and, and the thing is like, you have to work with some of these characters or use some of these characters or fight some of these characters. Um, and so it's, it's really, like, like I said, it, it was just a lot of fun to go through. And I'm trying to, I'm really trying to look at it through the lens of somebody who's not a fan of the show. And I, I, I would still make the argument that, the game is fun and unique enough where you can play it uh, just because like all of a sudden now you have to, if you're not familiar with the game um, or sorry, if you're not familiar with the show, then this stuff probably seems even way more random. So maybe it does have the accounting vibe to you and the accounting feel, even though you're (laughs) doing like mundane stuff, all of a sudden you're like, having to charge batteries and do like weird actions just to like get certain results. Um, Mm. But for me, it's just like, okay, I'm watching, you know, or playing the game and it mimics the show in, in a, in a really good way. Hmm, Interesting.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm interested to check it out to see what I think now. Cause yeah, I don't, I don't have the Rick and Morty background. So, so it's almost sounding like maybe it'll be more fresh to me. I have yeah,
0: I, I actually it might. I mean, well, you not I mean, you could potentially catch up with the entire show before you try it out. But I, I would hmm. say definitely give it a shot and see what you think. Um, uh, like I said, I, I'm. It's it's hard to look at it, w- you know, through a neutral lens and not somebody who enjoys the show. Uh, yeah like yeah. I, said, I think if you I think if you're a fan of the show you're gonna have a great time with it regardless. and uh, just to touch on one of the negatives and I'm not even gonna post this as my own personal negative, but I do want to address it uh, because I know it's it's come up in a lot of reddit forums and steam reviews and things like that but you mm. know the gameplay if you just run through the main game and the storyline I, I I think you can get it done in about like an hour and a half or so. Uh, mm-hmm. was like the average time, which is, you know, an hour and a half to two hours is just enough time you need to play the game and return it to Steam and be a total jerk about mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. about, about about doing that. But um uh, there was a post uh in response to a lot of the the negative bashing of this game and not it not having enough gameplay to warrant the price tag and so again you know like on the show i i hate to talk about how no in all honesty yeah
1: i'm sure people because people value things differently batman too so yeah so no it's it's worth bringing up
0: but yeah so i mean it's 29.99 or 30 bucks u.s dollars for an hour and a half of gameplay. And this is if you just do the storyline. The thing is, like, I'm sure just like job simulator, which I actually didn't play, I watched gameplay videos of, but I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I definitely was able to get the vibe of that from the from the videos. Yeah, yeah. Um But what was I saying? It, it just it's it's got that sense of it with just an hour and a half. But the thing is you can you can get lost in the game just kind of messing around with different things, and there's a lot of different uh not not Well, I guess, yeah, Easter eggs, but also just like they're not really side missions, but other things that you can do and and redo uh, and like little mini games or games within the game that you can play Mm. and get different results every single time. Hmm. Um, So, uh, yeah, and and, I mean, a lot of that is going to is going to have to do with um, the uh, I guess just the mythos of the show. So uh, without giving anything away for anybody who's who's watched the show. Uh, and remembers the uh, the episode with the like the little video game Roy. They have a version of that in here, so you can actually just keep on playing that and like live the different lives of so, of so many different <laughs> so many different characters within the game, and that's just like a video game that's within cool. this game. Um, so, but that's just like a little uh, mini thing, mini mini teaser. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I I I would say. Oh, sorry. So getting getting back to the post that I read on Reddit. There was a guy who mentioned, let's say you go out to uh, let's say you go out to a movie, right? Let's say you and you take your significant other out to a movie and you buy popcorn. That's probably mm-hmm. gonna come out to about 30 bucks for two hours of entertainment at Max yep, yep. and um, that kind of opened my eyes a little bit. Uh, not not that like I was very much against like gameplay time relative to how I should value a product or a game, but it was more so like, Oh, okay. Like this, this puts like a quantifiable amount of entertainment time to entertainment value dollars. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just like, okay, that, that makes sense to me. I can totally, I can totally buy into that because, you know, to go out for a night or to have fun, whatever, it's just like, yeah, you you could easily spend 20 30 bucks but here we are kind of complaining about buying a game that would probably entertain us for more than just the night that we're buying it or more than just the day that we're buying it uh, if we really allow ourselves to dig deep into all of the the features that it has you know what i mean yeah, so, no, so I do. yeah so that just got me thinking differently not just about Rick and Morty but about a lot of these games where people are complaining about shorter shorter play times. And and of course, like everything's gonna be on a case by case basis. It's not, you know, I, I would say with something like Rick and Morty, it's easy to say that the replay value is high because of all the little mini games and Easter eggs you can go through and and hunt down. Uh, you know, other games probably aren't going to be like that. But I would say this game falls into into the category of of yes or you know something that would. Very cool. But yeah, I mean so that's that's just my my thought on it or just kind of sharing the the reddit post that was on there, but I mean what what do you think like have you, has that ever like deterred you or like have you ever felt that you wanted to return a game because the gameplay wasn't long enough?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know honestly for me, it's usually more as far as like if i if I don't get fall in love with a game like I thought I would so like the the games I'm usually most torn about returning or not are games where I think they're, they're well-made, but they're not for me and kind of what, you know, should I, if I'm not really getting into it, should I just return it or should I give it more of a chance and try to spend more time to, to, to get into it more? You know what I mean? Like sometimes those are, those are sometimes kind of my dilemma. Like most of the time for me, if I'm purchasing a game, if I liked it, but it was short, I personally like to you know support developer developers and support like I I, I hope that okay I, I supported this title maybe this one this game was too short but by paying for it I'm going to encourage them to make more titles like this and possibly like other people out there to make titles like this as well so like so that that's kind of how I try to think of it and yeah I don't know Like I, yeah, usually it's, it's the games where like, I'm literally just not touching them that I'm like, okay, if I'm not going to be playing a game, I'm not sure why I bought it in the first place. Those are, those are usually the ones that I end up trying to return if I, if I, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, I got you. I I was just curious where your thought process was. I'm sure everybody's different and like, you know, I, I, I get it. I understand, you know, it's. These games cost money. Well, obviously, they cost money to make, but you know, they they cost money to buy. And if, if you don't feel like you're getting the, you know, your value's worth, then I, I I'm totally supportive of of the yeah. fact that, that you should be able to return it. And obviously, Steam is too, just with how no, they have uh, their policy, yeah, like, like policies set up.
1: Yeah, I no, but, I do, yeah. I yeah, I just
0: d- at, at the same time, like I I also back what you're saying in the sense that like you know, with VR being so young right now. Uh, you kind of like show your support. You put your money where your mouth is, type of thing.
1: Yeah, and, and and again, like if I mean, there is something to be said about oh, well, I want games to be longer, so I shouldn't support short games. Yeah, I guess there is something to that. But like, but in general, I, I, if I if I see something in a title that I like and that I want to support, you know, I would prefer to support those developers, buy their games, and then if I if I and then give, you know, productive criticism, you know, so you know, leave a review and say, "Hey, I love this game, but I wish it was longer or this or that or, you know, say what you need to say, you know, but at the same time, you know, appreciate what people are 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 making for you because there's so many titles out there that I'm sure developers aren't really making back, you know, the amount of time and money spent on on them. But are really amazing experiences that are really pushing the platform forward. So I just, yeah, I think it's important to try to do what you can. So
0: yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of
1: indie titles out there that
0: you know, whenever they if they if they come out at a bad time or they just don't get the recognition that they deserve, you know, I mean, a lot of time, energy, sweat, equity went into this uh, went into making them, and sometimes it's just not paid back. So it's always yeah. good to be able to support uh, if it makes sense.
1: Yep. Yep. So
0: cool, man. Well, uh, that's all I had for Rick and Morty. I think I touched on all the points that I had, but uh, you got anything else?
1: No, I think I think that's it. So I think yeah, there's uh, a lot of cool stuff in the world. There's a couple of games that I purchased, you know, this week and last week that I haven't gotten a chance to play yet. So I'm hoping to kind of get through some of those. And yeah, just uh, yeah.
0: Did you uh, did you end up getting a Viveport subscription yet? Or are you still I holding off on that? I,
1: Yeah, I still haven't. I'll I'll have to wait to see. I'll probably wait until there's a little bit more. Because you already, you tried it with the current titles, right? Yeah, so
0: I I haven't played through all the titles yet. But, I mean, that's another thing that I'm looking to go through.
1: I'm thinking, yeah. I I mean, I'm definitely going to sign up for it sometime. I'm just trying to decide whether I'm going to do it now or wait a little bit. We'll see, so.
0: Gotcha. Okay, I was just curious. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. Cool. Well, let's go ahead and, uh, and end the episode here. Just another reminder. Uh, we are up on iTunes, Stitcher and, uh, YouTube. YouTube is where, where we keep the conversation going. So make sure to subscribe. Uh, I've been d- doing, uh, we've been doing a little bit better in terms of posting gameplay videos. And so we're going to try and at least post one a day if cool. we can. No,
1: that was, that was accurate. You've been doing it better. Job. <laughs> I still need, I still need to figure out like i I, for those who don't know like i I was having issues recording previously i mean
0: now with your new graphics card you might be able to
1: exactly like pretty much everything's been changed since that like i should definitely try to try to do it again so you should
0: give uh well i mean you already played through batman but whatever game you do next just try doing like a walkthrough of it i think it'd be fun yeah
1: no that that'd be fun
0: but yes so we're on youtube make sure you check us out there Uh, On iTunes, uh, we are doing this Steam card giveaway or Steam gift card giveaway right now. Uh, Our next episode is going to be in May. So every month we're doing the giveaway, uh, just in case you missed the announcement at the beginning of the episode. But you can go ahead and enter in for the giveaway by just leaving us a review there. Let us know how we're doing and then take a screenshot of that and send it to contact at everythingvive.com. And the instructions are going to be in the show notes. So make sure you check that out uh, but this will be an ongoing thing. So even if you don't win next week, uh, you're still entered in for the following months. And um, yeah, we'll just be, uh, we'll be going through and it's our chance to give back and uh, hopefully grow the pro- podcast uh, in the iTunes. Oh my God, I cannot speak anymore. <laughs> hopefully grow the podcast in the iTunes store uh, and and yeah, go from there. But Ronnie, man, have a great rest of your week. And uh, yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back again with you guys very, very soon. Take care.